So if you all could pick one vehicle to have as your own from, it could be a movie, it could be a comic book, whatever, what would it be? And it's not restricted to cars or whatever. Like it could be any type of vehicle. What would it be? Hmm. That changes the game when you say not, it doesn't have to be a car. Yeah. Car first. Since y'all thinking about it, I'll go first. Uh yeah. I I want a Tron bike. Oh, from Tron, yeah, the Tron movie. Yeah, yeah from Tron. Like I remember Tron Legacy came out, oh, I think it was almost a decade ago. And oh, I, I remember looking at the bike. That bike is nice. Yeah. Yes, sir. I like it. I I like it, bro. Like just the design of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how it would be to actually drive. If you're not going in a straight line, yeah. <laughs> but like just just looking at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, then I just thought two two it's two two are really close. But if I gotta choose one for practicality, it would definitely be the Batmobile. You can get around yeah. anywhere with that. Even somebody hits you in a car accident, you're good. <laughs> you know. So my follow-up would be which Batmobile. Yeah, it'll be the one I feel. For, I think the one from the uh, the one with Christian Bale. I think with Bane was the bad guy. The Tumbler. I forget. I don't know the name. Yeah, but I think in that one, it, it had shut down too, and then he. Uh, no, sorry, that's the, the one with the Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Heath uh, Heath Ledger was the Joker. Yeah, that's the one where Heath Ledger was the Joker, and then. I think it shut down or broke or something, and then it yeah. started making a noise, and it turned into like a motorcycle, and he shot out of the thing. I yeah, that would be the one for me, man. That's like <laughs> that's a two for one kind of deal there, but yeah. No, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, for me, I would have to go with Rick's interdimensional time traveling car from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I I will have to go with that. I'll, I gotta see what's I gotta see what else out here. I gotta I gotta I gotta hit I gotta hit through them interdimensional channels and and, and, and go find out what's <laughs> where the aliens at. Cause uh yeah <laughs> I, I that will have to be that one. Yeah that'll have to be it'll have to be that one. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Just to, uh, I didn't know what Rick and Morty was, and then my son plays Fortnite, and it was a skin on this season for the battle pass in Fortnite, a Rick and Morty skin. That's how I knew oh, what okay. it was. I'm like, well, what is this scientist skin? Like, why do people yeah. want this thing? And then everyone's like, oh, it's so popular. It's like Rick and Morty. So yeah, that's how I, I didn't even know what it was until like a few weeks ago. <laughs> man, Yo. Fortnite got all the skins, man. They got yeah, everything. they got LeBron in there now too. Yeah, man. Yeah, they got LeBron a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Wait, uh-huh. wait, y'all heard? Y'all heard? They finna do the Naruto skins after the Olympics. Did they hold the anime thing? So they gonna go with the the, the with the Naruto skin? No, I didn't. Hear, I didn't hear that. No, bro. Keep an they, eye out for that. Fortnite That's got true. Fortnite got so much stuff. They got like an Ariana Grande concert coming up this weekend. Yeah, like, yeah, this weekend or something. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, my son was showing me. <laughs> That's wild. It don't make no sense. It don't. It it's it's wild. It's wild. But Cam, you good, sir. What 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 would be your vehicle? 
man, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. So I'm gonna go with. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna break the rule and go ahead with two, but for different, but like different reasons, right? Like I want. I want the uh, DeLorean. Most most overall, like I want the DeLorean. Like that just seems like fire, right? But a part of me just wants that Mach Five from Speed Racer Two. That joint is pimping. Like you can't tell me like if you ain't riding down the street in a Mach Five, but I look that one crazy. Like yeah, that's, like that's, that's a, yeah. So that's why I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm torn between that. If I had to like choose between the two of them, I guess I go with the DeLorean. But I felt like the honorable mention needed to be stated that the Mach Five Speed Racer is cold, ice, like icy kind of car. Like for real. You said yeah. Speed Racer, bro. I haven't heard Speed Racer in so long. I know. Oh my god. That whip is cold. It but is. It's a, it's a regular car, though. Nah, I, I, I understand. I get what you're saying. But that thing is cold, though. Like, anybody out here driving cars that look like that? Take take the DeLorean. Yeah. I said I was going to say DeLorean. I knew it was coming. I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that thing is, that thing is tight. I'm just saying that there's something. The Mach Five is, is like so. If you were doing cars only, like no extra stuff like that, I go with the Mach Five. I'm not gonna hold you. I thought about the DeLorean at first. I did, but I feel like that was a cop out. You know, I, I feel <laughs> oh, like that was. Oh, you, oh, so you call me, you call me corny? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Because you said two, right? You said two. You said speed right. racer and that. So it's not a cop out. Cause you know he was like, yeah, it could be this, but this. So it's cool. Not being weird. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh man. Hey. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. All right. No. 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 No extra knickknacks. No extra toys, kits. None of that. Give me. Give me the car that you that that you would like to get. Which one? We know it's the Mach Five. <sighs> Uh, if I could fit in it, a Bugatti. I seen a nice Bugatti one time, bro. Like, and I even not, not not even in the video, just like I think it was like in a magazine or something. And it looked so beautiful. And I was like, I could never get, I could never drive you because I won't be able to fit inside of Bugatti. <laughs> I'm too tall for it. So yeah, yeah, it's a pipe dream. Yeah, for me, I like the uh, I like the Land Rover SUVs. Those are solid. I mean, it's not like super up there, like a Bugatti or something like that, but it's like a nice looking vehicle. It's solid, especially like, I mean, Ottawa, Chicago kind of winters kind of thing, you know, get you through that snow. <laughs> you know, when you said that, it made me think of another one that would have been my backup after a Bugatti, and that would have been a Hummer. Remember when Hummers were all the rage yeah, back in the day? Good. Yeah. And then everybody was saying how much they 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 guzzle gas and i had no idea what that meant all i know is like yo i want to ride on one i want to drive one now that i'm an adult no that would not know mm -mm. no like like bruh believe believe me yeah yeah you gonna you gonna for the year <laughs> for gas or you gonna spend some money you gonna yeah. own a hummer yeah you gonna for the like your annual gas uh, budget, yeah, off the meters, off the meters. I got but, to ride it over uh, one time, oh, and 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 it just was like this surreal experience where like everybody on the road just gives you respect because as soon as you put your blinkers on, <laughs> nobody want no smoke, 
I mean, I'm from LA, right? So LA drivers be kind of wild, but like they don't want no smoke with you. They see that blinker come on, they pull up, <laughs> let you get into the lane, bro, because they ain't not trying to get in your way. It's so funny. It's probably a good feeling, man. <laughs> if you make you feel like a king, you just like, yep, like it's like we run the road, bro, because ain't nobody yeah. trying to mess with us. <laughs> I got, I got, okay. So, uh, so mine's would be, I got two. I got two. So my first one would be, um, Okay, so you know you know what a Volkswagen Beetle is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like like the Kirby one, but with like the white walls and like the steel cap rims. That's just that's just nice to me. That's just nice. I I I have to get me one of them. One of them. But outside of that, then I would have to get it's this it's this uh this uh this car that's used in a lot of races on YouTube called the Hoonigan, I would want that. I would want that. The Hoonigan, bruh, this man burnt a McLaren. Like <laughs> it's like a built car. It's like like he built it through the engine in it, through all the pieces in it. But he literally beat, and you know, like um, What's that? Um, uh, what's that game? That racing game, Farza, Forza. What oh, is it? For, for, Forza Motorsport. Forza, right? Okay, so you remember, like, on one year they had like this black McLaren. I think it was a McLaren. It was like a million dollar car, Bruh, This Hoonigan beat that car in a in a in a in a drag race. It oh. took ah, uh, bro. Like, I'm when I it say right plastic, it, it looked yeah. nice. Look, I'm gonna Google this after for and sure. It, <laughs> And then when he like the guy when he hits the gears, like you can hear it come out. It's like, like ing, 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 and it sounds like a horn. But wow. and he just takes clean off. Like I'm like, I gotta get that horn. That horn again? Yes, sir. I'm gonna yes, Google sir. that after for sure. Check it out. <laughs> All right, Cam. You wanna round us out? What normal car would it be for you? Lamborghini Urus. Lambo. Lamborghini Urus. That's, the, that's a Lambo truck. Wow. That's nice. I'm, I'm just, that's just, it's just like a, I don't know, costume. It's so beautiful. But I looked it up one time and I was like, I realized how useless those sports cars would be really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, I know they're flexed. But they're yeah. useless. Like they, like, they're useless, yeah. really. Like, they can go fast. That's all they can do. Like, that's about it. Yeah. And so it's just like a thing. I mean, I'm gonna read through that and be like, finally like, oh, okay, all right. So I don't need to. Um, that's not something I fiend for no more. Like something that, like, oh, if I get big money, like, no, nah, I'd rather like pimp out like a good car and have that than like spend a buku money on like a on like a really expensive car that's only gonna be relevant until the new one comes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. So this, but it, it, this the this the crazy part, bro. Like you can literally, like you can literally buy your engine with way more horsepower and have a faster car than like a McLaren or a Bugatti or a Lamborghini. Like you can literally just go get to a car, build it, make sure you got like what, like maybe 11, 1100 as far as horsepower, like and burn, <laughs> like Dodge Demons <laughs> and Dodge Hellcats. Like you can go build you one right. a car that's faster than that. 
Like, it's the thing, you like realize that you're paying for like the luxury. You're paying for like the like wood paneling. You're paying for like the, the genuine leather or whatever that, right? But I'm like, I don't know that I know the difference between the, the leather I get in the Nissan, the leather I get the really leather. Like, I don't think I know the difference. You know? <laughs> the leather is leather is leather. Like I'm just like it's yeah. look nice. So you know what I mean. So the no, difference yeah, just, is the money. Like if I get. My bad. I was gonna. I was gonna say this is the money you spent on it. If you go get to a regular, uh, uh Buick two thousand three, and you scratch them leather seats, you're gonna be like, eh. You scratch them thousand dollar seats, leather seats. You gonna be like, hey man, whoever just did that, you gotta get out of my car. You gotta walk. I feel that. I feel that. Yo, welcome to another episode of Reset the Vibe. I am one of your hosts. I'm Vash. Oh, so now we're going to... This see, Zoom, though. Y'all see how this we act weird. up in front of the company? It's cool, though. Don't we worry don't, about it. We don't... This is on Zoom. We don't know what to do, okay? There's no way to signal make subtle motions and whatnot like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I right. can't look you in your eye if you look me in my eye. Me see your soul. Know, my soul. You know what I mean? This so in person. Cool. Okay. So the person is talking right now. Go ahead, bro. You got it. Introduce yourself. Go ahead. Now you don't want to do it. Y'all are terrible tonight. This one yeah, be is. What's up, y'all? How, how's it going? <laughs> this is the other half of the Reset the Vibe podcast. Dang, and I'm and I'm the other portion. But I don't know. Because Darius said he's the other half. half. You the other half. But I'm the supporting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm that mole on the side of your neck. I'm, I'm the mole on the side of your neck. <laughs> my, and my name is Cam. <laughs> <laughs> It's three halves of a whole, man. You know what I'm saying? Has, that's not a thing. That's not how halves work. <laughs> look, look it up. Look it up. Oh my God. Anyway, we are we 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 have a special guest in the building today or on Zoom building today. We have Shoraz with us today. He is the author of um oh my god, I'm spazzing right now. See, y'all done got me messed up. I'm so sorry. Nah, no it way. is our fault. I'll take this. It, it, yeah, my good sir. You know what? Since we are having these difficulties, why don't you go ahead and introduce us, sir? Nobody could do it like you anyway. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Yeah. My name is Shiraz, author of a Realm of Zero saga. I see why it could get confusing because, you know, the first book is Omega Armageddon. Second book is Death of the Universe. Third book is The Dragon and the Phoenix. So the overall saga is Realm of Zeros, which is why sometimes people get confused on the name. So no issues there. It happened just because, you know, there's the overarching name and each book has a name. Plus for books four, five, and six, I have names for those as well. So there's definitely, you know, a lot of names going on there. So no worries about forgetting. It's like everyone does it, you know? So that's, 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 that's dope, bro. So before we get into the books, let's ask a boring question, but an important question. Why did you decide to be a writer? Like, what made you decide to write? Uh, so, really, so, I never really planned on it. It was around like the 2016 type of time frame, maybe late 2015 kind of thing is when it started. Like, in my head, I had a really uh, negative uh, experience to do with uh, racism. And I didn't really like... Uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was really affecting me like in a very negative way. And I really didn't talk about it much. I'm a quiet type of guy. You know, I don't really, uh, you know, I'll talk, you know, sports. I'll talk, you know, fluff around certain things. But when it really comes to what affects me or if I'm feeling a certain way, I just kind of 
bury it and try to deal with it myself, you know, so I never talked to much people about it, but it was really affecting me because, you know, I felt uh, betrayed in a way due to that racism that occurred to me. And somehow, some way, I just, you know, this negative energy, like I took it and I somehow just started writing. I never wrote before in my life since the last time I wrote something was in like, I mean, at work, you write documents and stuff, but they're very you know, procedural or whatever like that. But the last time I actually wrote for uh, non-work was back in uh, high school, which is, you know, over 20 years ago was the last time I wrote. So for somehow in me, it just started writing. And as I wrote, you know, it was started off as a small story of, you know, a daughter, a father and a son trying to make their way across America as it was a broken state. The mother passed away, but she's still a large part of the book. And as I started writing, it became like, from them getting from, you know, central sort of the states to get to the West Coast, which is actually Las Vegas, because the entire West Coast is, uh, of America is uh, destroyed um, in the book, obviously. Um, it became more and I started just uh, expanding it, then it became just from America, from getting to the end of America, then they had to go to the uh, northern parts of Canada, because that's where the last uh, stronghold of the human race was left there were other races on earth and stuff like that but it was like not races as in uh individual races but what humans created other types of humans sort of sort of do with like ai technology because they wanted stuff to be done but they didn't want the humans to do it because they wanted a lot a lot of humans died in a, a war previous to that so there's a whole backstory as well and as they created these uh I call them beta sapiens, like, you know, we're called homo sapiens. So these were beta sapiens and beta I use specifically because beta is a test kind of a human. And as they uh, did, as they created those uh, beta sapiens, those beta sapiens became more advanced and then they wanted to take over the humans and they started killing them off. And so they have to get to that part of Northern uh, Canada. And from there it goes on beyond this world to the beings in the realm of zeros that created us as who we are on in our universe and the universe dies and it gets to book three and so on but it really started with one i won't say it wasn't like one negative event it was like a whole episode of racist events towards me it just wasn't one day of you know someone said something to me it was just months i would say of this and it just built up in me and I started writing and it turned into that, you know, and I was telling just someone the other day um, on LinkedIn, she was saying that, you know, someone um, told her she couldn't do something and she used their negative energy and she created a business out of it. And then I was, you know, you comment on things and I'm like, yeah, I used my, the negative energy to write books one, two, and three. And then, uh, you know, as I did that books four, five, and six are in progress right now, but it all started from those type of those, types of events that occurred to me back then sorry if i went on too long on that no you're, you're fine bro you're fine you're fine no it's it and it and that's pretty interesting i kind of wanted to ask you a question um i know it's kind of, but it's kind of like asking a magician to reveal how a trick is you know uh, yeah. how, they, how they perform a trick so if that's okay like it's up to you to answer it yeah you have to go um, ahead, man. yeah when it comes to the writing process for you do you like like, like, how does that operate? What does that look like? Like, do you like have to set an ambiance 
for yourself, you know, like a kind of like just just an you know uh, 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 atmosphere, and then from there, do you do you just write your stories as far as like ending first or beginning first, or do you like write the middle? Or do you like come up with like, different ideas and segment it and just figure out how you're going to work it all into the story is in in like one piece, or does it come over time? Like, what does that writing process look like? Yeah, so from a ambience perspective I really need to just sit and focus like it's not like I can say oh I have half an hour free let me write you can't for me I can't do that I have to be ready I can do that with you know procedural documents and so on as I said for work you can do that set aside half an hour do that but when you're really thinking of a story and characters and stuff I can't say okay half an hour I'm gonna do this or one hour you just gotta say this day I'm ready to write and you sit down for that day and you just write what comes to your head. And, you know, you need to be alone, obviously. I have young kids, so, you know, they're, I mean, they're a bit older now, but they, you know, give me my space when I need it. And uh, that year when I started writing, it was one of the rainiest falls that we had. Sorry, was it a, a rainy spring we had? And that extended my writing time because it was so rainy. Some days you just couldn't go outside. So that was like, that almost helped me in a way because you have to stay indoors. So that helped me with that. And then um, the other part is an interesting question that you asked there is how do you kind of write? And for me, it's visual. Like when I wrote Realm of Zeros books one, two, and three, I literally saw the scenes of the movie or the series, whichever one I hope it becomes. And I saw those characters I saw the scenery I saw how they interacted I saw the airmobiles which is a type of a vehicle that they I not I created it's you know just a car that flies essentially you know that's the future and it's funny that we you know we spoke of you know vehicles to as the icebreaker for this um, so I visualized everything but the important part is I thought of the ending and I worked backwards and once I realized like okay this is the ending I want to get here how do I get here and then I did everything backwards to where I feel the beginning should be and then I started writing from the beginning to get to the ending that I knew of and there were some times where I some chapters I wrote like the book one each book has about 40 chapters I think like 42 42 and 41 or something like that books one two and three some books I wrote chapter 41 before I wrote chapter three, for instance, because I knew I was going to get here and my thought process or my creative juices made me write this. So I kind of write what's in my mind at the time. I don't necessarily write it um, sequentially. I write random chapters and then I piece them together how they best fit. Because in the story, there's, you know, it's not just one story of, I mean, I mentioned the father, the daughter and the son trekking across the Americas, but, uh, there's multiple stories, the people in Zeros, the uh, robots that were created, the Beta Sapiens, there's all these different stories and the chapters are written where sequentially and there's things happening here and here. So I move from chapter one, this happens. And in chapter two, you're gonna think, oh, well, you're gonna continue this chapter one. I don't, I go to a whole other story and because at some point those stories intersect and you have to make it sequential. So when they intersect, you know the history of how they got there, not just, you know, a set of random events. So it's interesting that you ask that because I kind of write backwards or at least think 
the end, I go back to the beginning and then I write getting to the end again. I hope that answered your question. No, for sure, for sure. It was just, it was just, um, oh, I, I, honestly, I can't even tell you where the question came from. It was just like, I wonder if anybody just writes backwards. Like, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I do. I feel that you need to get that end of, because the end is like really the most important thing, like of anything, right? Like, I've seen movies, you know, where, uh, you know, the movie's good and you get to the ending and then what? It's credits come on and you're like, what? That's the end, you know? And I, for me, I'm like, I want an ending that people will remember forever. You know, that's, that's how I do it. You know, and even as I mean, books four five and six are in progress now. And from book three, I started writing book four and I got to almost the end of it, but something in my mind and my heart was like, I'm forcing it. I just want to write it to see I'm finished all three, not all three, but books four five and six, the rest of it. And I was ready to do that. But I'm like, it doesn't make sense because I didn't know what the end would be. And an event happened in uh, mid-2020 um, that uh, really made me think. So this is like almost four years after think an event happened that made me think that. And somehow it came in my head like this is the end of book six. This is the perfect ending to what this story is because it's not just about people and these races and everything because the people in Zeros created Earth, and but in the end, everything, and like literally everything goes back to the one true creator of everything in existence, you know? And it's like not only action and this and that, it's deeply philosophical because I'm, you know, I'm a big believer in like God. So, you know, for me, like that's, that is like, when I write, when I talk, it's like, that's like always on my mind, like that belief of, you know, what I believe, you know, and uh, not necessarily what I believe it. I mean, I believe in a simple fact, you know, there's one true creator, everything in existence. And that is like in me, it's ingrained in me. So even when I write, it just naturally comes out because it's like just what's in me and it just comes out naturally. And that's a theme throughout the whole book, you know? I mean, I talk about different religions and so on like that all in a positive way. There's no like real negativity or any negativity at all towards any, you know, religion because there's different people with different beliefs in the book. And um, also, uh, but the main thing is, uh, as I wrote, it was the belief in that one true creator that created everything, even the people of Zeros or the beings of Zeros that created Earth, the universe. And within the book, there's also mention of, you know, within the realm of Zeros, there's a place called the realm of creation. It's, you access it from Zeros and that's where they create universes and they spawn universes, right? So universes are created by them. And, but eventually everything, no matter if they create a universe, only the creator, the one true creator of everything in existence is the one that gave them the power to do that. And that one true creator is the one that is above all. And that was something really important for me to write about because it was just in me and just something, you know, that's, you know, on my mind, you know? Yeah, like, so, and then I wanted to ask this question. So then, therefore, like, I like how you said you write the chapters. You don't necessarily write them, and I think the word you use is sequentially. So you don't you don't write them in, like, basically, like, in any kind of chronological order, right? No. Is that the same for the saga? Like, did you, did you like, write, uh book six and then write um 
two and three and or did you write like five first and then wrote one and then wrote two and three or was or is that in a chronological order as well? I mean, is that in a chronological order? Some of the chapters I did. So I wrote chapters from book three as I was writing chapters for book one. Okay. So yeah, but not the entirety of the whole book, but certain chapters for it, I did write way before, way um, before those, before I wrote like book. So some parts of book three were written before book two, just because that's where my mind was at the time. And I'm a person like, I write what's on my mind, you know? I'm not going to try to force a story. And if, you know, if I need to make up things to happen in between, I'll do that. But I rather write what's on my mind to really get what's out there. Cause I feel that's the most important thing, you know, really what I have to offer is uh, my thoughts on, you know, like philosophy and how I see things in life. Cause it's really deep when you really think about it, you know? For sure, I, don't, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hijack the whole, the whole pod. But I just, I, I, I just had some. I got more, but y'all go ahead, y'all go ahead. I, I mean, bro, if it's working, it's rolling. Just don't go for it. So I'm gonna just get some out because, like, I don't, because I, I got questions. Because, like, okay, so I'm just soaking this all in because I'm working on my first novel right now. Um, so you talking about your writing process how you're writing chapters like at the end of the book before you start writing the first like the first you know page and whatnot and like that got me to thinking because when i'm like i'm writing my novel now like i know the ending right yeah. i didn't start writing the ending yet yeah but yeah. i but know it, but in your head yeah yeah like like, exactly. like you was talking about how you like you something you saw like yo i could see this like being the movie and this in the tv series like i could vividly see it like yeah. that's how i do it like with mine and like i'm yeah. looking at it but i never thought to like write a chapter before like you know what i'm saying like writing yeah. instead, of, instead of like writing in chronological order like you just writing it out of order and you just like like pieces you know what i'm saying like yeah, I never, yeah exactly yeah like pieces, I, yeah I never thought about writing it that way. Cause like right now, like I'm halfway done with it um, before it gets to like, once it's done, it'll be, you know, going through the editing process, you know, the first draft, second yeah, draft, yeah. like all of that. So I guess what I want to ask next is like, how was that for you as far as like the editing process? Like when you were writing it, um, before you even got to the, the 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 first draft, right? You were writing a rough draft of it. Did you already have in mind of things that you wanted to correct on the first draft, like when you were done with it, or did you just stop right then and there and be like, "No, I'm a I'm gonna correct this now, so it don't be work later on when yeah. you do the other drafts." Yeah. So I kind of started like that, but then I was like, I got to a point where I felt I was correcting some things where when I felt creative so then I'm like you know what I'm just gonna do creative is my priority creative is the story you're the creativity is the story editing can come afterwards you know so I I started doing that so I would do a chapter maybe a few and then edit but then I'm like no I'm not gonna do it that way I'm just gonna write and that's kind of where the different chapters come in write this write this write this as you think of it and you're creative um, so I did it that way and then I kept all the editing to the end. There's definitely pros and cons to it because like 
Mm. I like writing, but editing is like tedious, man. Like you could like <laughs> some. I'm not looking like, forward to it. Yeah, it's like like it's like watching paint dry. You know, it's like you really like you really have to really believe in what you're doing if you're gonna sit there and edit it yourself. Because you at that point you could critique yourself. You see your mistakes, and it's yeah, it's like watching paint dry. And if you keep it all to the end, it's like so much editing. You'll get like for me, anyways. I got like bored of it, you know. But I knew I had to do it. If you do it piece by piece, it's a little bit you know easier to take. But just remember to, if you feel creative, stop the editing. Maybe do it piece by piece still, but stop the editing and write what's on your mind. At least get it out there so you have that foundation for you know that chapter or that piece of the story and then go back to your editing because like there's pros and cons with it piece by piece or uh all for the end but uh either way it's a lot of work but the all for the end it's you know like just too much i found but that's the way i i did a bit of half and half you know like as i did it more i just kept it all for the end again my first time doing it so it was like a learning experience for me but yeah that's what i that was that's my advice on that so you said that your your books or at least one of your book is like uh 40 chapters right around that yeah each book from books one two and three they're roughly 40 chapters each so did you have that goal in mind for them to all be 40 chapters or no and also did you have like a page count in mind for each of the chapters like when did you know that all right this is going to be chapter one this is going to be chapter two you know what i mean like how did you yeah. decide I'm going to cut this content for chapter three and I'm going to just keep this in chapter two. I, again, so what I did for that, I thought of it in, for these cases, I thought of a TV series and I said, how did, how do they want a TV series to end? You're not just going to end it with somebody driving down a highway, for instance. Right. I mean, you could, but you know, depending on what they're thinking or whatever, you know, there's many different ways, but if they're just driving plainly down a highway to get somewhere, maybe you don't end there. I mean, but so I try to make each chapter, the end of each chapter, uh, point where there's a question or there's like, you're waiting for something or it keeps them, it wants to get to get to the next part of the story. And I don't say chapter because the next chapter for me could be a story totally unrelated, you know, from the different lines of story. So it'll be a future chapter, but for each chapter, I thought of it as a series in a season, let's say, you know, like, so I thought, let's say there's each book is seven seasons. I thought of, a, you know, each chapter as one episode. And that's how I uh, kind of ended each chapter where it's like, you know, wanting the reader to really get to the, that next part of that story. Mm -hmm. So um, real quick, uh, we was talking um I don't know what you call it when it's over Zoom, but um, off live. Let's call yeah, it yeah, yeah. Off Before, off yeah. Recording. And um, you were saying, uh, you had mentioned that you was from uh, Trinidad, right? Yeah, that's my background. Yeah, Trinidad and Tobago, yeah. Right. Grew up and, there, yeah. And, and now you, we're not going to specify, but you live in the the Canada area. We're going yeah. to say it like that. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to ask, does any of that play a role in the book? Like, how much does your did your environment or does your environment actually have an effect on your story? 
current environment or past or any and anything that that was in, in my experience. In, in any fashion, in any fashion, if at all, if at all. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, per, maybe it's from the uh, certain uh, religions that I speak of and stuff. Because you know, I went to like different types of schools and so on. I met different types of people, different religions and so on. So that probably played a factor in that as I speak a lot about unity and stuff like that from different people of, you know, different races, different religions. The main theme was a lot of, not the main theme, but one of the themes was, you know, unity of people. And where I grew up, you know, we uh, lived, I lived in a village where there was a church, a mosque and a temple and everybody got along, you know? So possibly that, you know, subliminally played in my mind as I did that, not purposely or anything like that, but I feel, you know, as humans, we all draw from our experiences and they come out in some form or another, maybe not, you know, purposefully, but um, subconsciously it could come out. So I didn't purposely do it, but there's definitely things as, you know, as you, as you ask that question, and I do think of it for certain things, because I can't remember everything from my past, where there's definitely things I could say that there are pieces of it within those stories when you really look at it and be like, oh, okay, I can see how this part of the story was based on a past experience and you know you do it you know subconsciously and most times you know your brain just knows you know the brain's a powerful tool oh yeah like the well the reason why i asked is because uh with, with, from what you described you were saying like this is basically about this this uh this family that's tracking from like this you know from the from the west coast right well from uh, the central they're getting to the west yeah from the central to the west and then you said they were moving to camp they're tracking to canada to the last stronghold correct yeah, then after that, they start going up uh, up towards the north, like the Arctic almost. Okay, and, and that's why I asked, because, like, like giving is just like, you, it's like they in the States. So I'm like, okay, I can see that. And then in my mind, I'm just like, okay, I would, you know, I would think normally a person would write from the standpoint of, of, of where they are, you know, like geographically. Yeah. You know, so when you was like, you know, they started in the States, I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, they're moving, you know, the last human strongholders in Canada. I'm like, oh, so I wonder if this had any kind of effect on, like, that's how, that's how. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, I see that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think of that because, yeah, that's like, I moved to Canada, right? So it's like, I can definitely yeah. see that. And subconsciously, again, you know, maybe I did it that way, you know, who knows? Oh, no, I got to read the book now so I can, so I can, so I can let you know yeah. what my mind is as far as it now, but, um. I wanted to also ask, um, outside of your experience, you know, like the, the unfortunate experience you had, yeah. Um, was there any other inspiration for you, for your writing? Like, cause it uh, sounds like it's kind of like sci-fi. Yeah, it's sci-fi and philosophical, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was never a big sci-fi fan. I mean, you know, I watch movies here and there, whatever, Terminator. I was never a big Star Trek or Star Wars fan. I watch, you know, a bit of uh, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, uh, different, you know, I mean, those aren't really sci-fi per se. They're more uh, action kind of thing, but um, fantasy, yeah. Uh, so it was never really, uh, I mean, I, I like Transformers a lot as a kid, Voltron, but so, I mean, there's always, you know, sci-fi, it's a, such a popular theme of, uh, you know, a lot of people like it. I won't say, you know, I'm, I'm not big into a lot of like, you know, the major ones like Star Wars and stuff like that. But um, so I just kind of did it on my own. And, uh, you know, the 
theme of, you know, the belief in the one true creator was something that I really wanted to put in there because, you know, not many uh, stories that I saw anyways, you know, even talk about sci-fi going to different places and different, you know, universe and stuff. None of them really hit on the belief or the philosophical side that I get to. And I feel that's really important for me just because, I mean, you know, it's, you know, like something that I really believe in. Okay, because my next question was going to be, is there an overarching, you know, message or theme in the story that, that you would like to, you know, like, basically for your readers to, like, basically digest and, like, think about? Or, you know, and, you know, like, maybe the, you know, your belief is, is one aspect of it. Yeah. But, like, is there any other kind of, like, overarching message, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of hope, hope in a hope in the human race. You know, belief in a faith in you know ourselves. The message of you know love, treating people good, getting you know rid of uh you know the you know there's always you know in movies in life you you know everything you see you know it's good versus bad you know that's you know Hollywood is based on good versus bad right whether you look at this movie or that there's always you know good and bad and that's what you know people are attracted to and they like seeing those types of uh stories and movies and so on and that's something i really wanted to put there because it's something people can relate to that good versus bad thing and there's a lot of times in the book or the books where you think this is bad or this person's bad but they're actually or they may have done something bad but they get to a point where they make a decision that's like not like just life altering for a person because my story is like just a large story. It's like life altering for an entire race, whether it be the human race or something. No, it's like decisions from these people that they don't, they're not just changing their lives with these decisions. They're changing the lives of beings even beyond us, like in zeros and so on, right? Going back eons and eons of years, these beings were alive from zero and you know one human i mean the star not the st well not the star there's a few uh, important characters but the most important character is a young girl she's you know i would say even about the uh 15 16 year old uh age group and she is the star her name is like ava she is uh the main character in the movie and throughout the whole book one you think her brother is the one that's going to be the savior of humanity, but she's actually the savior. And when I say of um, humanity, that's just on earth. They think she's the savior. But when you get into books four, five, and six, she's like transformed into the phoenix. So she's actually the phoenix and her soul was alive eons ago. And her soul kept on wanting to come back to earth because she needed to get to her brother Jonah who was a dragon and the, that's why the dragon and the phoenix so it's a brother and a sister in the life on earth but in a previous life they were the dragon and the phoenix from Zeros and they eventually have to come back to Zeros and in order to do that she had to be alive when the universe ended so that the people from Zeros can take her there and her brother had to die and get a message to her. And he's bad, but he's also good in a way because he's uh, 
jaded. He's a bit greedy, greedy for certain things, but he eventually comes through for her. I mean, that's like a bit of a spoiler, but he eventually comes through for her as a in the as he was that dragon, the blue dragon of uh, Zeros. You you have really detailed like the universe that you created. So like how how long did that take for you to like think of the rules for the universe, the characters, the background of the characters? Was that something that you always like had in mind from the get-go, or was that something like that came along the way while you were still writing? You was thinking, like, you know what, this would be a good thing for this character to have. Yeah, literally it was like that. It was like, again, I started, it was just going to be a small story of, you know, they, they need to get to here and that was going to be end of it, you know? They were going to just, you know, save the earth or save this region of the world, the Americas, let's say, you know, because it's a different world. It's not like Canada and America and Mexico anymore. It was like, they just called it the Americas because, you know, governments fell, the world's in chaos, right? Right. So uh, they were just supposed to get to there and that would be the end of it, you know? story done but as i wrote it became more and more because of just i don't know something in me just said this would be a better story and as i thought of it i'm like you know he had to get the ideas he had to build the characters and so on and not just that he had to build like universes and how these beings from zeros were created you know are they created like us you know through our pregnancies and so on and they're not right but they're another race and they're created from uh droplets of water that started in zeros but we don't know what started that droplets of water, all right? So that's how they were created. So they're not created like us. They don't have families like us. They're created from a, the fountain of life is what I call it in the book. And it's just these drops of water that drop like one drop may drop every 10 years of human life because humans, human are years because it's different time in zeros, right? 10 human years might be 20 seconds in zeros, whatever. There's no relation really there. But mm. as the water drops, it takes, you know, hundreds of years for one's erosion to be created. And they're created in human form. They're not created as babies, right? And they create in human form. They know where they are. And then they're in zeros. And then they, they're uh, the other's erosions for the, for the new ones anyways. They meet them. But in the story, as I wrote it, I get back to the beginning and I said, and I talk about the beginning of Zeros when the first erosion was created. And when that erosion was created from those droplets of water, it was walking around, looking at the land, like, you know, where, where it was, what's happening, what is this, you know, sort of like Adam, let's say, right? If you believe in like Adam and Eve and so on, Adam and Eve came on earth and, you know, they were, let's say, you know, lost in the Garden of Eden or whatever. And, you know, they were like wondering probably where they were and so on. So kind of similar theme, but... It's just they were born as a born in quotes because it was droplets of water that, you know, made them. And as that Zerosian was walking, it heard a, it saw the phoenix way in the, in the distance. So the phoenix was in Zeros before, and then that phoenix died. And that's the soul that eventually, you know, went to different places over and over. Then it came to be Ava at some point, and she wants, she has to, get to that form of the phoenix again and the only way she can do that is to get to zeros but to getting to zeros isn't easy you just don't get there you have to be placed there you can't get to zeros right it's like they have to come and get you and there's only one way they come and get you is when our universe ends 
and it was important for and that's why it's important for our universe to end because that's a signal to them that okay if this universe is ending something is happening we need to get there save whoever's there and they save about six or seven people from earth and that's it and in those six or seven people there's two robots that the robots are interesting as well because uh it wasn't something i started going back to your question it naturally happened and the robots when you think of robots you know you think of you know robots are you know robots they don't think they, they were created just you know on an assembly line or something but as i wrote um i thought it was important that certain robots they somehow stopped becoming robots and they got their own free will and the robots even though they were i mean not much different than an iphone in a sense it's machinery right but the robots for those that let's say you know became awakened and i use that in quotes those robots also started believing in the one true creator of everything in existence which was important to me because you know you know you don't think of robots believing in god let's say right and i started the ro and you know it wasn't many there were you know millions of robots but a small percentage of them broke away from that mindset of a robot they were awakened and they believed in one true creator and two of those robots made it to zeros because when those beings from zerosian from the, when those zerosians came to earth as the universe was ending they there was a a war the final war on earth was happening and that's when ava was there and she was dead well dead in a certain aspect because she had to die on earth in order for like that prophecy to be fulfilled in order for her to return her soul to come back as the phoenix so she comes back to life in a when they take her to zeros but she had to die on earth and you think she's dead but she's not really dead as the book ends because she's come back alive in zeros and the robots were there because two of them like helped her so there was a few of them on the ship and that's where the part of the war was happening it was in the it was towards you know it was part land part ocean and she was on a ship and the zerosians found her signal somehow and as they took her there were other people with her and they took them as well because they wanted her to have some familiar faces as she uh, came back to life in zeros for sure for sure well we definitely got to get we, we we definitely uh what's the can you can you give us the, the name of the saga because i don't want to just call it a book i know it's more than one book but can you give us the, yeah. the name yeah. of the saga again realm of zeros saga it's just on amazon i'm gonna put it on a, i mean i haven't done too much marketing on it as yet and the reason for that is i really want to finish books four five and six but Mm -hmm. um, I'm planning right now it's on Kindle only and I, I just did that just because of lack of time I haven't had time to put it on the other platforms but I plan to put it there so I have Vash's email I can uh, send him an email with those links when it's there for you guys to get and I don't mind giving you guys for free or whatever I'm not here to make you know no, bro. Listen, two dollars here and there. It's not. Look, yeah. we ain't got. Listen, we got to support each other, bro. Look, yeah. we right, right. This your talent, man. This yeah, your talent. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's your talent, bro. Well, yeah, I wanted no to ask a question that's a bit off topic. Um, and I wanted to ask this for the whole group. What was your favorite? What was your favorite book? Favorite. Like, book? what's what's the best book outside of outside of the books y'all wrote? Because we got two authors in here. Yeah. Outside of the books, y'all wrote. 
what's your favorite like piece of work that y'all like to read? I, for me, I like uh, like in high school, I read this book called Brave New World, mm. and that, that was sounds uh, familiar. That was a good one for me. It was uh, so that was you know that was that was eye opening for me. My English teacher actually helped me a lot. Now that I think of it too, he helped me a lot with uh, not just getting into IT and stuff, but he helped me a lot with writing and stuff. And I think I read that in his class, Brave New World, I think. When I want to say, so I've always been a reader. So I've read a lot of books. I haven't read a lot of books as of late because it's different times. I don't have necessarily... The, the, the patience that I did have when I was younger to just sit down yeah. with a book and read. Um, but I, I remember back in seventh grade, my teacher, like she started up like a, a book club and it was early in the morning. Um, and I was a part of the book club. Like it was like, I think it was like, a, it was an hour before class was supposed to start. And she had us reading books that weren't the typical books you know what i mean like it wasn't like anything like it wasn't anything from shakespeare it wasn't like any of the the black books from black authors that we used to read or know about like walter dean myers or something like that it wasn't anything like that but she had us read um the giver um and i remember reading that and looking at the cover and then reading the the i guess the summary of the plot on the back of the book and I'm like bro I don't want to read this I don't like give me like something science fiction something fantasy something and yeah. to to a certain extent it is science fiction kind of sort of but it's not like you know Star Wars type of or superhero type stuff like it was it was essentially like um because I'm not gonna get a whole thing away but it was essentially uh there was this community and everybody was born and they had a task like assigned to them at a young age. And whatever it was that you were assigned, that's what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it was really interesting to read because like once I got started and then like I started to like understand the themes and everything, I was just like, yo, I can't put this book down. And it's like one of my favorite books ever. Uh, and it just opened up my eyes to read more different kinds of books than what I was used to. So yeah, that, that's definitely like one of my favorite books, if not the favorite. Yeah, and for me, Brave New World, I mean, I haven't read recently, but that was way back in high school. So that was, I just remember that one, but I don't necessarily believe in everything in it, what I read. I mean, I don't even know who the author is, so, you know? To say it like that, like I don't really have a favorite author or anything like that. I mean, but I just remember reading it, and uh, that's why I really say that. I mean, I don't read that much, so that's why that came in mind. But yeah, I don't know who the author is and stuff like that. But um, that was just that just came to my mind more than anything versus like a favorite favorite book. I don't read too much, so I can't really say that. But uh, I just remember that book and my English teacher. And I think that's why I did mention that. Okay. I noticed something uh, when you were talking way earlier. Uh, you said that you hadn't really written anything for like 20 years, right? Before. Yeah. Um, so, so, let me answer this. Would you, 
So I'm assuming at that point before you wouldn't have identified yourself as a writer. Yeah. But now in this right in this in this realm though, would you identify yourself as a writer or are you somebody who got inspired uh, to write books? You know what I mean? Like you're kind of trying to understand the nuance of my question a little bit. Yeah, I would say more um, somebody that got inspired to write books. I wouldn't say I'm a writer. I'm no, you know, I'm you know, I'm not like that. I'm just I was inspired to write that, and I plan to finish this and where it leads. I don't know, but I wouldn't you know consider myself a writer, put myself well, on a pedestal or anything like that. I'm just you know a regular guy, you know. Well, well even the pedestal, the pedestal aside, what what I didn't what. Just distinguish it, right? From you, from from you being the guy who just got inspired to write something, and a writer. From your perspective, right? From your from your personal opinion, what would, what would be the difference? I feel like a writer, that's their craft every day, kind of thing, and they can you know probably write about anything. Versus myself, where I was inspired, and I can only really write when my mind is ready with that creative outlook to write about this. I feel I can't write about uh, another topic per se and, you know, convince people of certain things when you write. But when it comes to this specific, I feel I was inspired to write this based on, you know, growing up or whatever, you know, subconsciously things that come in your mind and, you know, certain beliefs that I have. And I feel I was inspired to write this versus being a writer that could write any topic about any topic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let me ask you this about like about your saga. What who would you say is who would you say is your like not target audience? Because I think there's it's not, not the point is not a target audience necessarily, but who do you uh, maybe expect uh, or or are excited to like, the, the the demographic you're most excited to get a hold of your book, right? Like who are you excited yeah. for them, these people to see your book and like get a hold of? Let me ask, ask it again. Yeah, you uh, could no, you cut off, but I, I got the gist of what you're saying. You cut off a bit. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it cut off. Okay. But no worries. I would say, I mean, I wrote it in a way that it initially it was supposed to be for, you know, 14 to 18 year olds kind of thing. You know, that's why the characters were like that. But as I wrote it, I, you know, kept negativity out of it. I, you know, purposely didn't use any swear words or any scenes where there would be uncomfortableness if uh, parents were watching this with their kids, for instance, you know, I didn't want to have any of that, you know, so for me, I really kept it general, where really everyone can watch it. And um, even if you're you know, like eight year old watching this with your parent, there won't be any words or scenes where there would have to be like, you know, an uncomfortable, it's, it'll be uncomfortable if the parents were in the room with the kids or something. I kept it really general, because, you know, I really want to spread a message of, you know, unity, hope, goodness, believing in destiny, you know, things that, you know, are positive and that. So as I wrote it again, yeah. So initially 14 to 18 kind of age group, but as I wrote it, I just said, this is really for everybody. And I took a lot of things out. Not a lot, I would say a few things out that made it, a bit, that make, that would make it a bit more, uh, a bit more for everybody. Even a, a five-year-old can watch it once they can understand certain things like, you know, about life and so on, but there's no real negative or uh, scenes that would make people uncomfortable or, or swear words or anything like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you already kind of, cause I was going to ask you uh, 
what if you even thought that far what would be next for you she said that you're 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 gonna finish out the the, the story um and then whatever else comes from that whatever comes from that but you don't have anything else like in mind right like there's no because i know for me um i had like i when i'm writing now like i think about because i want it to be like a trilogy right so i already have uh the plot for the first and the second book down third not so much but i have thought about certain ideas that didn't necessarily fit in the world that i was creating with this novel that i'm doing the series and i thought about like yo i could take this and make a whole nother series that ain't got nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like for something for down the road, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So has that happened to you? Or is it just strictly like, no, I want to finish one through six. And then after that, if I want to continue on this path, then I could do that. Yeah, so I, again, yeah. So books one, two, three are done. Focuses on books four, five, and six. But as I wrote even one, two, and three, I thought of a lot of spin-off stories, it, it, which is exactly I think what you're kind of saying there, right? Yeah. So I have yeah. like I have like three or four spin-offs that you know won't be you know 40 chapters per se, but might be you know a short story type of thing, 10 to 15 chapters to see um how did the humans and the beta sapiens um they were separated, right? Like they kept them apart. So how did, but what one thing happened that created this, I call them superhumans in the book because they have elevated mind functions and there aren't many of them, but one of the backstory, one of the spinoffs would be, how did the superhumans come to be? And it was because uh, Beta Sapien fell in love with a normal human. And as they mix, they create the, the genetics formed a superhuman type of uh, person. And, you know, they look just like normal humans, but they have a, mind powers but it, and so those are like little spin-offs that i'm thinking of you know that won't be you know 40 chapters per se but it'll give you an idea of hey how did superhumans come to be where did they come from because people might have those questions you know of okay how did you just make up superhumans no i just didn't make it up there's an actual backstory but the, having that backstory in the book i might describe it in a half of a chapter or something like that going right. back in the past but really to say how it happened a short story or a spin-off so i do have like i would say actually more but actually narrowed it down because you know you can't have too many right then it's going to be like just too much so yeah i probably but there's a ton of like i won't say a ton but there's about five spin-offs that i have in mind for it because it's such a large story right the end of the universe new universes realm of creation and each universe even is a story and if you think of infinite universes, you almost have infinite stories. So it's literally a series or a saga that literally could go on forever because of introducing the realm of creation in there, which is like the key, which is how universes are created, right? Sure. And that's important because it gives you that opportunity. Like in, I'm in IT and we call things uh, scalable. Can you build scalable um, infrastructure, scalable applications to make sure that you know, if you go from 10 users to 100 users, there's no impact. And so this story is almost scalable in that sense where you could really expand it to whatever you want and speak about anything. Because if you're creating a new universe, you can say there's no gravity. 
you can say they have no language. These are things we know, gravity, language, uh, up and down, uh, good and bad, um, colors, air, uh, whatever else you got, you know? But mm -hmm. in other universes, there, you could like really literally create anything you want, uh, which is the really powerful thing that I, that I introduced in there for myself, you know, to really expand on different spin-offs and so on. That's, that's, that's dope. That's, that's really dope. I like that scalable. I, I, I like that. Um, so I know that it's getting late, so I'm going to ask my, um, my last question. I don't know if the rest of the fellas have any questions. Um, so outside of editing, right? Yeah. What do you say is or was the hardest thing about writing the first three books? Just the process of it. Um, so like writing it on, you know, in Microsoft Word and stuff, that's, you know, that's creative, write it down. But then, you know, you have to put it in certain formats when you do eBooks, like, you know, um, EPUB formats and different, you know, uh, different types there. So that was, you know, that was kind of tedious as well, you know, getting like ISBN numbers, you know, yeah. kind of like, you know, stuff like that was, uh, other than the editing, that was the other things that I didn't really, you know, care much to do, but I wasn't going to do all that work and write to not spend, you know, a few days researching how to do these things. You know, it would be like, that just wouldn't make sense to me, you know? So yeah, that was, yeah. that was something where I had to be like, okay, how do I do this? Cause you know, you know, I'm not rich or anything like that. I can't be like, oh, tell this person, do this for me. Tell this person, do this, you know, everything, editing, researching, spending time. It was all like, you know, all for me, no one, you know, not that, not, not that I, not that anybody should help, but I mean, like, I just did it myself. Right. Just because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I didn't have, you know, 5,000 to pay someone to edit. You know, these are 70,000 word book, 70,000 words in a book. That's a lot of money if someone's going to edit that. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, the editing was, you know, um, I use Grammarly for that and, um, which you buy a subscription. Um, so, uh, I did that and that was, uh, you know, learning all those things on how to, you know, cut little corners here to save on some money that, you know, you, you don't have a exponential amount of, you know, so making the most of what you have, you know, while, uh, you know, not spending frivolously and being like, okay, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me hire someone for this, you know, otherwise, you know, you could spend a lot of money and, you know, yeah. 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 And in the end, I believe, I believe in my book, I be, or my books, you know, like I told people from the beginning, even in the Latinx diverse community from a clubhouse that I was in there and they believe me too. Um, I told them it's not many people know of it. I haven't marketed it much and so on. I mean, we've talked about it on here. We talked on clubhouse a bit and so on like that a bit on IG. I post certain things or like that, but once it gets out there, this is the greatest story ever written, not just from an action perspective, but from a philosophical perspective, from a belief in God, from a belief in what life is, why are we here, what is life, you know? Um, it even gets into things about, you know, even from the a perspective of what is the devil, you know, which is pe things people don't talk about, but, you know, there's something there, right? I mean, you know, it's in, you know, yeah. it's in prophecy, it's in, you know, it's in the Bible, it's in the Quran, it's in different, you know, books from different religions and you know i get into stuff that is really deep and i hope people appreciate that whether it's you know they don't have to believe anything i mean in the end it's uh 
you know, a fiction, right? It's the end of yeah. fiction. At the, at the end of the day, it's fiction. It's, you know, a story, yeah. but it's really, it's also things that are real that, you know, that, you know, have been in religion for thousands of years that, you know, I bring up in these books that, you know, a lot of books or movies don't really get into that because it's, you know, things that people don't really, I mean, I feel people think about it, but it's not things people talk about a lot. On, on an open forum, you know, you might talk yeah, about yeah. it here and there, but it's not something people talk about daily, like sports or uh, favorite movies or favorite songs and so on, you know. And I feel that was important for me. And the other thing was, uh, as I did that, I'm not a songwriter, but I created uh, three songs. And the eventual goal is, you know, I'm like, I really, really feel this could be like a movie or a series of movies or a series itself. And to have those songs on a sound on the soundtrack would be something that would be really important to me because one is like one song is like the theme song kind of thing like mm-hmm. the background theme for the movie or the series and there's words to it the other song is also kind of like that but wouldn't be for the theme song of the series it would be like a secondary and the third song is really um going back to that um not the not the uh, sort of racism I experienced in that 2015, 2016 timeframe, but that's the other event that happened in the mid, uh, 20, mid, mid 2020. It was, it was, well, I'll just say it. I lost my job during the pandemic, right? In mid 2020. And that was like life changing for me. That was like my security blanket for me and my family. And it was, you know, unfairly taken away. And that really just changed my whole outlook on life you know i know i didn't i didn't really want to bring it up there because you know we weren't talking about that but you know i'm a transparent person i'm not hiding anything so that was the event and you know mid 2020 it was you know being uh unfairly let go from you know a job that i excelled at for you know 15 years and uh that drove me to that actually uh that event made me think of the end of book six and if it means I lose my job to think of an ending that is just the most pr- perfect ending that I could think of for this series of books, then it's worth it. That's my destiny. If that, if that losing my job is getting this message out to people of, you know, unity, hope, how does good overcome evil? What are things in life that, you know, like forces that play that we don't really think of because we're so busy trying to survive and just trying to work and, you know, live in our lives. We're going outside here and there but real forces that are in our life that we don't really pay attention to if it gets people thinking about that and I can, you know, like somehow, you know, get a bit of sales from this or, you know, just to survive and, you know, have some fine, have have some financial freedom on that side. You know, that's why, you know, that's why you do things right to make yourself better to achieve more. Right. It's like, it's what we do. Right. It's, you know, how we want to improve ourselves. Right. And everybody wants to do that. Right. Nobody does it for, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, I, I just want to say, uh, I actually, uh, I think I'm, I'm really going to uh, take a dive into this here. I'm going to try to tackle it because I got a lot of reading to do already. Yeah. So it's like adding more reading on top of the reading I already got is going to be a lot. But coming from someone who, who has uh, traversed the the um how can i say this i've traversed different areas of religion in my life yeah 
um, just to, you know, on, on a on a search to find truth. I think it'll be interesting to see it from somebody else's perspective. Yeah, exactly. So from that, I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it, you know, once I take all my other reasons. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, take your time, man. <laughs> but um, I did want to ask, how did you get the name uh, Xerox? Like, is that, it, was that just, did it just pop? Did you yeah. just say it and like it? Or is it something that has like a, a meaning to it? Or Yeah, there's a meaning, yeah. So if you look at like the logo, Realm of Xeros, and in the middle, there's that circle with the line through it. So it it's like a circle and then there's a line through it. So in computers, everything is like, you know, ones and zeros, right? So essentially, I, my thinking was, Everything is ones and zeros, even in life, right? Ones and zeros, the effect of opposites, the yin and the yang, the night and the day, good and bad, you know? So it goes back, you know, ones and zeros, it's opposites, right? It's, you know, what makes it, what makes life what it is. And it, the thinking was, I, I didn't want to put zero realm of zeros, right? Because in the end, goes back to the overarching story. We're all... Even though we're here, the creator created us all. And before the creator created us, we were nothing. So zero is nothing. So realm, even the realm of zeros, it's nothing. Because before the creator created it, it was nothing. And when the creator created it, it became the realm of zeros. But it, the real meaning is supposed to be zeros. But I just wanted a name other than zeros, which is why I came up with zeros, because it had a bit of a just a different ring to it. So that's why I had that. And that's why the one and the zero is in the uh, logo because the one is the one true creator and the zeros is everything in existence was nothing before the creator created us all. I like that. I, I like that. I like that. That's deep. I like Thanks, that. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's, a, I'll tell you, it's not a, I just like, it's from my mind. It's it's who I am. It's a it's a deep philosophical book. It's not just action. There's a lot of action in it. A lot of stories of you know, love and helping people and people meeting each other, falling in love. You know, again, nothing uncomfortable. Where you know, a parent can't watch it with their kid. Just you know, hey, they met and they fell in love, and that's about as far as you get. You know, I don't mention anything. You know, like uncomfortable situations purposely, but um, it's very deep, and you know um. That's something that just came through just again naturally as I wrote because of you know who I am, I guess. Oh, yeah, just what or what I believe, you know. Yeah, no, no. I, I get that. That's that's dope, bro. Man, listen, it was an honor to have you here with us tonight, bro. I learned oh, so man. much from you from you just talking about everything, because now I'm thinking differently about how to write my novel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I hope we all have I hope we all have success, man. All of us. I even said that in the Latinx group. I'm not sure if you were in some of those clubhouse rooms, but I always tell everybody, you know, we're all trying to achieve, you know, whether it's, you know, get a bit of financial freedom, get, you know, something for, you know, if we have kids or even if we don't, but plan to in the future, whether it's helping your parents, helping, you know, whoever, you know, we're trying to get that so we could, you know, help people because, you know, this world right now, it's, you know, it's not in the best of shape right now. And, you know, yeah. it's up to us to, you know, make it a better place, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you can go ahead um, and uh, use this time to um, promote your book. 
um because we're going to have like little links in the description and everything to the amazon for your books yeah. and everything so we'll have the links and everything and then your social media as well so right now you go ahead you have the space to go ahead and talk about your book and uh promote it and from there we're just gonna wrap up bro okay i mean I said what I really had to say about it. It's on Amazon right now. I mean, you have the links. I can still send them to you if you know if you don't have if you don't know exactly what it is. Um, my social media. I mean, Twitter and uh, IG, mostly on IG. But um, like I said, what I had to say on it, nothing more. I mean, there's a lot more I probably could say. You know, I can really talk <laughs> a lot about it. But at some point, you really have to, you know, say you got to stop and say let people absorb the information you gave them because there's so many stories, different, you know lines coming in even as you get into four five and six which i'm in the process of writing even the soundtrack yeah, and the second the sec the event in mid 2020 losing my job and to come up with that third song for you know hopefully what could be a soundtrack and, you know as you try to you know um move yourself into different uh, aspects of life that you didn't think you would be i never thought i would you know be in an interview with you guys 10 years ago i would never think that right because it's not who i am but sometimes you really have to just adapt to where you and think of where you want to go versus just staying where you are. Otherwise, the, I heard, I saw the saying today, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Which a fact. Important. No, that, that's a fact. Well, Darius, Cam, anything to add? No, nah, man, thanks for coming, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to wishing you nothing but the best and success, man. Yeah, it's thanks, a super, man. super dope idea, man. It's a super dope, super dope concept that you're working with. So I'm excited to see where that goes, man, for sure. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, it was it was definitely a pleasure having you on. Uh, I look forward to uh, to the reading. I, I, I got to check it out. Like, just to see. Like, like, like you piqued my interest. I don't know if I can read six books straight. Yeah, yeah no worries, man. It's gonna take me some time because I got because I got look, I'm reading a book called Power Evangelism right now. So like yeah. and that's taking up the bulk of my time. But um but for sure, like if I can get to it and if it's not a movie by then, yeah, who else I was gonna see? For That's sure. what I was gonna well, say. If there's maybe the movie might come out before then, but yeah, that'll be even better, bro. <laughs> I'll get you free front row seats to whatever theater you want. If there's a movie for this, bro, all expenses paid. It's on. It's on record. You have me for that, bro. Hey, there you go. It's on record. It's on. Wax. It's on record, bro. I don't. Hey. On record. Yeah, yeah. I never say. I never say something I. I don't intend to uh, fulfill, man. And it's on record. You guys can hold me to that, hey, man. There you go. Hey, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We will, man. Listen, it was a pleasure to have you once see, again. Same here, man. Thank you for being on. Uh, this has been another episode of Reset the Vibe, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of one another. Please be kind to one another. And as always, love.